What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Middle cop! Doing a podcast while we're watching the Masters. I don't think it gets much better than this. Did you notice whose name is uh, just three shots behind the leader? Uh, they don't call him Eldrick, but his mama called him Eldrick. I'm going to call him Eldrick. Tiger Woods. He just, he just oh, he's, he's, he looks good, guy. <laughs> he looks, you give me, I had this thought after clearly, did every SEC game get canceled this week? I think it's four <laughs> of the seven at this point, yeah. If you told me, listen, and I think some Big Ten, did Ohio State get canceled? Mm. I, I think Ohio State got canceled did too they, or postponed. Yeah. Make, that would make sense because Fox is doing a 1 o'clock Pac-12 games as the big noon kickoff. I'd be cool with, hey guys, no college football, just give Saturday the Masters, push everything back a week. I did see Stuart Mandel was like, the problem is the June 1st date for the playoffs is so important to the network that day. Like, they're not moving that, Right. Like, you can't just, like, push the playoffs back a couple weeks each. Oh, the January 1st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a huge day. Everyone home. Now, you could argue, who knows? Maybe everyone might be home no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I, anyway. I would consider it either way. So Because, uh, like, the SEC added, uh, you know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were going to play other games on the same day as its conference championship game. Yeah. Like, the SEC was not. The SEC added games on December 19th on the same day as its conference championships. So they can do makeup games. But I'm with you. Like I would. How about to just take a week out of the prep for this? For that, the, that's why the that's why the Pac-12 claimed they were playing seven games, right? Yeah, I mean it's just everyone. It's 
it, it, they are. Everyone in the league is playing seven games. It's just you only get six to get into the conference championship game. Well, I mean, gotcha. not everyone's playing seven yeah. anymore, but you know what I mean. The plan. I think the Big Ten was the same. As of recording this, Cal does not know whether or not they're allowed to play. Not right? that I've seen, yeah. Or is that game at home? Uh, No, I think it's a road game because they played at home last week, or were supposed to. So the, their argument is they wouldn't even let the players, if they're healthy, travel because they got to stay in quarantine. Well, that the city of Berkeley can control when you leave. Uh, no, they just the, you just can't come back to your team for 14 days. So it's not about gotcha. travel necessarily. It's just they're not available. To I the thought team. the quarantine thing impacted them more because they weren't going to be allowed. Obviously, they couldn't play the game last week. I don't see why, like, what would the city do? Freak out if you just took these guys and played? I guess they haven't been able to practice. Yeah, I mean, like, you, I, that's why I thought maybe, not that we're going to talk about this much today, but Cal should go to UC Davis. I mean, FCS teams aren't using their facilities. They got they got a uh, new stadium like 10 years ago. Well, see, bowl. I said the same thing the other day, and then I remembered, wait a second, high school graduation was there. No, it's new, not the same stadium. It was a different stadium? My sister's yeah. graduation maybe was there. Okay, yeah, so no, it is pretty new. new. new cooler stadium. But, it, I, it, I mean, it's, you know, 8,000. I guess you wouldn't even have fans anyway, so who yeah, cares? it doesn't matter. Nice you don't have to field. play it's there. Actually, you don't even have to it's play. It's nice. Your, you don't have to play your game there. You can play all road games. you saying Dan Hawkins not playing any games this year? FC, I don't Aggies? think FCS no, playing any games. Yeah. No, you're right. They're not. Uh, podcast is brought to you by Ease. Dot com promo code ham or if you're a returning user ease.com promo code ham 10 ham 10 e a z e dot com e a z e dot com we love our friends at ease promo code ham edibles pre-rolls vapes not even gonna lie i'm tempted to take an edible like middle of the day on thursday just to enjoy the masters maybe do a friday too plus a thursday night uh, football promo game. code ham pretty good Thursday night football game if you're listening to this you already watched it but on paper it looks good uh, promo code ham promo code ham 10 for our returning users and get on it do it now it's tell easy. your friends tell Just your mom tell your dad tell your cousins tell anybody tell strangers um, yeah. 21 or over get verified online in minutes start searching boom 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 select 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 bye 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 promo code promo code promo code and uh, then it gets delivered in minutes that's I like it Thanks for the support Easy. from Ease, and thank you for supporting Ease. Do it. Uh, podcast also brought to you by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. MyBookie.ag, HAM1. They will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 1000 bucks. If you accept the bonus, you can also decline the bonus. If you accept it, you do have to bet it before you can withdraw the money, so make sure you're squared away there. Either way, promo code HAM1, so we get the credit. We appreciate the support. Obviously, we've got a bunch of NFL games this weekend, some college games. You can also live bet. So if you haven't got game bets in on the Masters, you are able to live bet throughout, obviously, Friday, Saturday, even Sunday. Uh, remember last year, Tiger was down like two or three shots. Remember early in on Sunday? He was not in the lead the whole time. It took those guys kind of fucking up. You could have live bet him at like 15 to 1, and it still felt crazy. Like, it... By whole, I remember last year, like, hole six or seven, is like, this is too good to be true. He's just going to, you know, lose it by three or four shots, whatever. At least it's cool that he's in there. And he comes storming back. Uh, you can get pretty good odds. The Augusta, back nine. They say the uh, they say the Masters doesn't start until the back nine on Sunday. So keep an eye on the live odds. Now, you can also get burnt. I'm not necessarily recommending it, but if you feel confident about an individual, football can be a little hairy sometimes. We've tried it, too. Again, it's fun. Uh, keeps you keeps you engaged. Now, I don't like this bet right now. He's on my DraftKings team. You bet him to win. 
Bryson, who did you get at eight to one? Eight to one, yeah. He's now sixteen to one as we talk about. He's still on the course on Thursday as we record this. So if you think Bryson's going to pull it together, which you know that's more of a Dustin Johnson quality than it has been a Bryson DeChambeau quality, but uh, Tiger's plus eight fifty right now to win the Masters on Thursday. Guy, well, he was like thirty eight to one or something. Yeah, I, well. But at least, but part of it is like you know he's got a chance. Yeah, this you is know, this, the difference between like you always what, say. Wait, what did you say? Tiger is plus eight fifty. That's pretty good, man. I just throw like hundred bucks in there and get on the train, get on the gravy train. Like you always say about draft picks, don't worry about what your pre-draft evaluation is of the player once you've seen him play in the NFL. I'm watching Tiger. Exactly. Now you know there, there's a lot of a uh, lot of things out there. Anyway. We will have, I got a couple locks that I like this week in the NFL. We'll get to those later in the podcast. Actually, I'll give you, maybe I'll give you one right now. Uh, I got one too. The Raiders, uh, the Raiders game, the over. I've got the over 51, the Broncos Raiders game. Um, you know, uh, Broncos, uh, their last three games have been high scoring. Raiders score, don't stop. Well, you know what's funny is a Raider fan tweeted at me the other day. He's like, you know what's crazy? We just scored 31 points against the Chargers. He's like, I didn't really think we were that great on offense. I'm like, yeah, you know, the first half, Derek wasn't on. Like, the the Raiders high end when they're playing uh, just a random team, not like the Bucks or whatever, on turf is really high. Like, the, the Raiders, if Derek did have a big game, not like – in theory, he had a big game last year from the or last week on the eye test, but his numbers, like he threw for 166 yards. If he has one of those 320s and Jacobs and Booker get going, they are liable to score 40, right? Yeah, the they, Raiders, they could have a 21-point quarter. What I said about Dustin Johnson, we're like, what he does on Thursday doesn't tell you necessarily how he'll look on Saturday or how he plays Friday. Doesn't You know what I mean? Like Dustin can look kind of squirrely and then look yeah. really good, turn, flip it. Raiders are like you can't judge the Raiders by how they look, what their first half score output is, because they can flip it in the second half quickly. And the Broncos have multiple receivers that haul ass. And last time I checked, the Raiders DBs can be you know a little suspect at times. Those got like Jerry Judy can score from fifty yards. KJ Hamler can score. Noah Fant can fly. Say what the Broncos they're two good running you, backs. To me, you typically feel about the Broncos like they're just defense slam it at you, right? I, maybe a little bit with Peyton Manning, they threw it, but they are. They do have just explosive players on their squad. Yeah. Do you want to give your quarterback? Do you want to save your pick, or you got one to throw out right now? I'll save it. Okay. Because it's really my only pick. This is kind of a tough week. Just looking at the slate. Yeah. There's there's one other game I like. There's one other game I like. But how do you feel about the Bryson right now? Uh, not good. You just I, I a lot of hype for guy when you say. That the most famous golf course, I'd say St. Andrews or the Masters or Augusta in the world, that you look at it at a different par than the actual score. Like you go, yeah, I don't view it as a par 72 in my book because how far I am, I view it as a par 67. Like it's a muni. That That's like, that'd be like a batter being like, uh, you know, I, I know Nolan Ryan's got 10 Cy Youngs. He's in the peak of his career, but I'm a better, like I can hit anybody. There's just certain things. It's like, you know. Just shut your mouth, right? Like, it'd be like uh, a quarterback going up against the 85 Bears and be like, yeah, I know it's the 85 Bears, but if we just execute, we'll fucking roll them. So it's about us. Yeah, to me, there's an arrogance when you haven't done it. If Tiger's like, listen, I'm playing great. 
I'm confident I'm winning this thing again. People would be like, damn, he's confident. Like, it was like, Tiger was allowed to say that. I do think Bryson is kind of, uh, he hasn't created, all, like, we talk about him a lot. Everyone talks about him a lot. But he's fed into it. I mean, he does these videos on Instagram of, like, on private jets and Bentleys and then the hitting these bombs and he's kind of become a caricature. Now, and he just beat the shit out of everyone at the U.S. Open, so it's weird. I'm talking about him like he doesn't deserve to talk. He just kicked everyone's ass at, you could say, the hardest course, you know, in golf. A, a tricked-out wing foot, yeah. right? No yeah. one else was under par. He won that thing easily. So, so it's like... He is elite. I got, yeah, look, I put him on my DraftKings team. 25% ownership is what it turned out to be. We were worried that it would end up at like 85% ownership. I, when he says. I thought it was going to be over 100 out of the 150 people. And you bet on him to win. I have no problem with him. I know what his ceiling is. I got no problem when you bet on him. If something, if he, if he doesn't finish well Thursday is bad Friday and it's just never has a chance in this tournament. I won't regret that. Like, I know what his ceiling is. There's only a handful of guys that can touch it. Now, I do think when he says what you just quoted, that didn't make me feel better about him. It made me feel worse because this is the Masters. You're going to roll out there. The pressure is going to be monstrous. And even though you've played the course before, and I said this the other day, you've never played the course like trying to play it the way you're trying to play it this time. So it is kind of like trying to play it for the first time. Um, And so that doesn't make me feel great. But I'll roll with the guy just like on the balance. I just think he's so talented. He's just going to win a lot. And his high end is going to be his high end. I, I, as a golf gambler, they say, you know, obviously the, the, the biggest coin flip and the hardest thing to bet, a coin flip's the wrong word because you get a 50-50 shot, the, by far the hardest thing to gamble on in golf is just the outright winner. Yeah. Because you're betting on one individual against the field. And it, it's pretty crazy to ever take the just the odds on big-time betting favorite. Like when this thing kicked off... He was three or four prongs ahead of the next guy. And the next group was like, major winner, major winner, star, star. Even like Xander never won a major, but you go, well, he's played way better at this course, and he's already, you you and I are watching him now. He's going to cruise. He's going to be in the mix, right? Yeah. Rom. And you wouldn't say Bryson's ceiling is super as high as anybody's, but he's not like light years better than the other great players like Tiger was in his prime, right? No. Yeah. I wouldn't I, put him. I wouldn't put him on a tier above. Like, who would you like? You wouldn't put him above DJ, or you know, if Kepka's healthy, he's been better than guy, DJ. Been. DJ won a tournament this year by like twenty shots. <laughs> I mean, he he easily cruised to win the fifteen million dollar pot. I just my logic on putting the hundred dollars on him at an eight to one favorite, which is pretty nuts, was just like you know, if he does win it, we did see it coming, and I just want a part of it. Yeah, and yeah. if he doesn't, like I did, you don't know want to overthink into it. 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 Yeah, it was pretty. The odds are pretty nuts. Yeah, he got treated like uh, an undefeated NFL team or something. And like you said, it's it's not an undefeated NFL team. It's a good team. He's like a twelve and four team. That you go, yeah, they could win the Super Bowl, but they have all this hype. So you're just like, fuck, I, I want to be a part of this, right? Well, yeah, you. I'll be if, kicking if, myself. If he was an NFL team, he would not be the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs would be. The Chiefs would probably be like Dustin Johnson. Of all the young kind of group. Right. He'd probably be more like... Uh, the Titans? I like doing this. No, I'd even go like... Maybe even Seattle. Like clearly one of the... But they got a flaw. They, you know, a lot of... Maybe maybe it wouldn't even be Seattle. See, Seattle... Feel, I'm trying to think of a team where it's like a lot of things. There are just a lot of moving parts that have to fit together, right? Where Seattle's just more like Bubba Watson. 
to me. Car- Cardinals? No, again, that's 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 too artistic. I need something more more militaristic and more plot. This, just how about the Steelers? Steelers? The Steelers are like always. The Steelers never <laughs> shit the bed. Yeah, it's hard. He, he, it's he, tough. He'd be like, <laughs> I don't even know. It's this is an impossible game with Bryson. But you know, I I do think I've always remembered this, and I think it applies to a lot of things. And you told me this back when you were in Philly. I think like your maybe your first year there when you were there, not on the road scouting. Just how exciting it is when the team's first round pick, everyone goes out to the first practice just to see, like, you walk away from that practice with a conclusion. Did we nail this pick or did we not? And I feel like that's what Tiger is like on Thursdays. Like, I don't feel that way about Dustin. I don't think on Dustin, if if he's not good on Thursday, you can count him out. If he's really good on Thursday, then I feel good. I do think Tiger on Thursdays, you can get a good feel for him. And we talked about it months ago, cold weather, November, not going to be good for a Tiger Masters. Then we checked the weather this week, and it's warm. And Tiger looks, we've seen a lot of smiles on Thursday. I feel pretty good that Tiger, I don't feel any differently about him winning on as of Thursday, but I do feel pretty good that he'll be in the mix, like Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, and then whatever happens, happens. I think there are, every human being, some more than others, have specific things they are very, very comfortable doing. Like if you've worked, if you've been around football, like football coaches are very comfortable on the practice field. You are very comfortable calling a game. If someone's like, hey, you just want to bullshit about football? Like, yeah, I can fucking talk about football for hours, right? Or just sports in general. Like I've always been, it's like one thing I can do really well. Tiger is extremely comfortable on the grounds of this place. Like I, I don't, I don't think it matters how you're playing coming into it. I, I think there's just, we all have it, whatever it is. Maybe it's like hanging with a certain buddy. Whatever it is, it puts you at ease and it gives you a chance, especially if it's some prof- a professional endeavor, to succeed. Because I, you would have said, well, he's been so shitty this year. His fucking back's been going out. He didn't make the cut a couple weeks ago at Sherwood Country Club. When they ask him, where do you want to play this tournament? He's at Sherwood. He couldn't even make the cut at the tournament that he told the PGA to go to. And he did that on purpose because he's won there several times. And it back is terrible. It, it, to me, it, show, it does not matter, guy. This place is like his mecca. And you can say, well, he's won all these other tournaments. Like, I think this place more than any other, and you saw it last year, is like, this is his home. <laughs> like this, this is more than Pebble Beach, more than St. Andrews. Tiger, when you th- when I close my eyes and think Tiger Woods, I think the Masters. I and same thing with Phil, but like Tiger's like the steroid version of Phil in terms of like he dominates even way more at this course. So would you not be surprised if he wins the Masters again in the next five years? Yeah, I, I just think you see early on, like just as we're recording this, the names in the mix are going to be the stars. Like it's going to be a motherfucker. Last year was a motherfucker. He had the crowd on his side. I I think he's at a disadvantage where everyone just no crowd. Like, his intimidation factor forever was the equivalent of Michael Jordan walking in. But part of, like, Michael Jordan, if you're playing on the road, it's like, you ain't beating the Bulls in Chicago. And if you're playing at home, it's like, you look up, you're like, that little kid that usually wears my jersey is wearing his Michael Jordan. Like, you're just, he's a home game for Michael everywhere he goes. This isn't Michael Jordan Wizards, but I don't think these guys look at him, they look at him nothing but respect. I don't think they're scared of him. That's where the crowd helped, which I don't think he he won't have this year. I- right. But I do think this course, just my takeaway watching it Thursday was it does feel differently than all the other events we've watched without a crowd to me. 
and maybe it's because I've never seen this course look like this because you just see things that you don't normally see because there's not a crowd. You see guys teeing off in different spots in the background of another green. You just see a lot. The ball's going to bounce places. It hasn't bounced before because there's not a crowd to stop it or a, or a TV tower maybe that's normally there or like you told me a grandstand. So I do is think it's it, probably a little uncomfortable for guys. And I bet Tiger, who, by the way, since we've been talking, went from plus eight. 80, uh, plus 850 to plus 750. When you think of events in this country, sporting events in America, is this top two or three, you think? Like Super Bowl's one. Final four, I'd say yeah. it has lost a little luster, but it's still really big. I, I, I would say the big four, like your, the steal from our old pal Dan Dibley, your Mount Rushmore would be Super Bowl, Final Four, Masters. And then I'd, Probably lean. Um, I don't know. My, the first thing in my head then is college football national championship, or like you know yeah. the rose. Everything kind of becomes regional, even like the Kentucky Derby. Like, how about the rose finished? Kentucky Derby is a good one because uh, you would have said for sure. You know, twenty years ago, the World Series. You wouldn't say that anymore. The heavyweight fight, the heavyweight champion of the world. The Olympics? yeah, I think the I think the Super Bowl. Final four, probably more just on hype, just that it, the, the brand yeah, recognition more than the actual people that watch it as much anymore. The ones you feel pretty comfortable saying is just like Super Bowl, the Masters. Just feel pretty, you just feel pretty good about it. Then it's, I think we could debate a lot of different things depending on the history and the time of, because I do think this is an event, just even if you don't like golf, you just kind of pay attention to it. It's on ESPN, it's on all the channels. By the way, the other thing it reminds me, what a weird shot from Tiger. How, how much fun. fun it is to play on a damp course where you where just you know like when I mean for me who never spins a ball on the green and never gets a ball to just stick on the green when you play yeah. like a damp green and just bury balls on the green like they, these guys are doing it they can do it on rock hard greens but it is a good feeling when you hit like a par three and it just bam sticks into the green do you remember going to school when you were in like in the nineties. And you would just have this huge oversized collared shirt, and everyone kind of wore them. Now it's gone completely hipster. The opposite. Everyone just wears these super tight shirts. Even if you're kind of chubby, it's like you just wear kind of a tight yeah. shirt. Absolutely. You know, it's just it's very in vogue to just have a polo that just fits you very well. Easier to sell now. These guys have gotten more fit too. That's true. You don't have the love handles or anything. But the sleeves, like, have you ever put on one of those old shirts? Like, how can I go back to this? Like, I don't want my short sleeves hanging over my elbows. Sleeves, you know? were outra- sleeves were outrageous. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, DJ's at like, in terms of the ham DraftKings game, DJ, I think, is almost 50% ownership. So, uh, I, and I got him. I got him and Finau and DeChambeau. But then I took Kepka in a couple other games. I feel good about it. We kept guys in teed off as we record this. So, I'm, I'm excited. I don't to really see, see, I don't get super locked in to like how my team has a chance probably to like midday Friday to get a feel like, okay, I'm going to miss these two guys are going to miss the cut. I'm going to need this guy to win. Yeah. The one thing I've learned is like, now you could shoot yourself out of it on a Thursday in draft and draft Kings or even as a game. Well, it's like if Bryson is bad, my team has no chance. Right. Yeah. So to me, like it's just hard to tell right now. Like, are these guys, the guys that played in the morning, are they have a better advantage over these guys that are about to tee off? The guys that are teeing off right now, as we're recording this at noon, they're not going to finish. No, right? they're going to finish Friday morning. I think they're even going to finish, do some Saturday morning finishes is what 
so it's 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 going to be very stacked. We're going to be chasing a little bit. Yeah, they just hope to get. They think they'll get caught up by Saturday night, and then Sunday can be normal. Yeah, That's it's cool. a, it's a good thing they made the field smaller for the. Otherwise, it'd be a little more of a headache. I fucking love the Masters. God, yeah. this is sweet. I know. All right, Middlecoff, Niners, Saints, the 49ers, four and five. Don't feel like it, but they are. Saints at six and two and uh, dangerously healthy, it appears. Uh, listening to Kyle Shanahan talk this week, obviously they get Ayuk back, but anybody that you've been waiting on probably isn't returning until at the earliest, the week after the bye. They got to get to the bye at five and five. It all rides on this and I got the Saints are not a team you want to be playing right now so it's going to get dicey. And they re-put Kendrick Bourne earlier this week on the COVID list so he he might be a question mark. Obviously Debo's out. Guy, they're a 9-point underdog. And since last season started by far, I mean they've been a 2 or 3-point underdog earlier this season. This is this is like bad team number. This yep. is we don't think you have a shot to win. This is, we think you're going to get your ass kicked. Imagine if there was a crowd. What would yeah. this number, it'd be double digits, easy. It'd well, be 12, you, 13. You think, I wonder if the nine, like maybe if the Saints had just played a decent game last week, it's six and a half, seven. They went into Tampa. They were up 31 to nothing at halftime. That game is one of the, you don't need to watch a snap of the second half because it didn't matter at all. They beat, guy, they were up 28 to nothing. It felt like in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Their high end with Michael Thomas, with Emmanuel Sanders, and Alvin Kamara. Like, if the Niners were fully healthy and decent, like, you'd be like, God, this is, they'd probably still be a two or three point underdog with Jimmy Garoppolo, with Debo. And you'd be like, you got to outscore these guys. I, I just don't see guy how Nick Mullins can play with Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. And just with Drew, because Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, they make Drew Brees Drew Brees because Drew Brees doesn't throw the ball down the field. Well, you know what you don't have to do? You have the best hybrid pass catcher, him and McCaffrey. McCaffrey's hurt, is Alvin. And then you have Michael Thomas, who's like the greatest slant runner since like Jerry Rice. He's just, he's unstoppable. So I, I think the Niners are, uh, this is going to be hard. And you've got- to me, guy, if they were to win this game, wouldn't it be like one of the bigger upsets of the year? It, it'd look nuts. I don't know if people fully, like, outside of people that watch the Niners every week recognize how lopsided, uh, yeah, how stunning of a win it would be, given how bad they've looked with Mullins consistently, offensively. And this team just punked Tom Brady. I mean, destroyed him. Yeah. Destroyed him. I, no, I know. I, 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 there's a point in the NFL where you score enough, where I, like, kind of cut it off. Like, that doesn't, right? But I'm just saying, they came, I think they show you, if they are into this game, which sometimes coming off a huge win, maybe there's a little letdown, especially when these guys on film are looking at the Niners are not what they were last year. If they do come in ready to roll, though, I think the Niners just don't have a chance to win. You just got to hope that they kind of come out slow and you can put together Mullen's best game since Brett Favre called him after a Thursday night game. Yeah, no, I mean, you really, <laughs> and especially, but it's not just that, right? It's like you get a uke back. Well, great, you had him in Seattle. And it wasn't close to enough, right? Because they had DK Metcalf. The Niners the last two weeks, I added up DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams' numbers. 22 catches, 334 yards. Held them to three touchdowns, John. Um, and now you get Kamara, Michael Thomas, and you know Jared Cook. You don't have Tart. I, I told you Jared Cook has two touchdowns. I don't think that would surprise you. The one thing I will say is Devontae and D, especially DK, but Devontae, his sweet touchdown, right, was like a go route down the left side. That ain't Michael Thomas's deal. No. 
So, and Devontae's not a speed demon, but he can play fast because he's a great route runner. Michael Thomas is not running go routes. It, I, I do, like, though Seattle got multiple really explosive plays. To me, uh, the Saints' explosive player is their running back. And you go, well, the Niners do have a lot of team speed up front. I don't feel terrible. Like, I'll be a little surprised if Alvin Kamara takes, like, a screen 60 yards against them. Well, and also, this would be, like, this is really glass half full. They match up. The nice thing well, about I, I was going to say decent, but they gave up forty six points last year. Well, yeah, but but I would say this: like the Niners, maybe a little less than the last year, just because they don't have Buckner, and they don't have Bosa now. The defense is. Remember, Bosa made a couple plays in that game where he like chased down Drew Brees. But like, that's what I'm saying: is like getting to Drew Brees is hard to do anyway because he gets rid of the ball so fast. This team clearly, it's this team is not about getting after the quarterback this year, right? So maybe it is just a game where Fred Warner has nineteen. 20 tackles and it's just about keeping Alvin Kamara in front of you letting Breeze get rid of the ball quickly and try not to give up any seven yard throws that become 30 yard plays you know one issue for the Niners playing the Saints what that win did for them last week put them in the one seed is just I I feel like it was a couple week stretch where everyone's like oh Tampa's gonna win the South Tampa's gonna win the South now the Saints go we have a better record than Tampa and we beat them twice like they're you're right. They're not just the one seed, but to me, they're just like we're winning this division. Yeah, yeah. And they, part of the way you lose a division is to fuck up a game like this. Like if you just take care of business in the game, you're heavy favorites with. You've already taken care of business against your by far your biggest opponent, Tampa, twice. And the problem is you don't like last week they went to that game thinking we got to play our best game to win, and then it turned out they played their best game. <sighs> they don't have to play their best game to win this week. No. New Orleans. Now, from the Niners standpoint, if you can find a way, and this is why you have to find a way. Well, it's, it comes out of the quarterback, right? Well, I was just going to talk from a schedule standpoint. Like this, my point is just this is it. Because if you don't win this game, uh, and you're four and six, then to get to nine and seven, you got to go five and one down the stretch after the bye. If you win the game, you're five and five. You have six games left. Okay. Those six games, you got to go four and two in. And this scenario I'm going to lay out, you also need help. But I would say if you, even if you beat the Saints, you would agree 10 wins is, that means you got to go five and one down the stretch. Now you get Sherman back and you get Debo back, but still. So if you win, you go five and five into the bye. Then you need to go four and two after the bye just to get to nine and seven, which means you got to win Dallas and Washington. And then you still got to win two of Rams, Bills, Cardinals, Seahawks. And Seahawks week 17, I don't think you can count on the Seahawks, given the way, to your point, New Orleans is playing, given the way Green Bay is playing. Seattle's, given the way Arizona and LA are playing, like Seattle's going to have to keep winning. So I don't think you're going to get a week 17 Seattle team that's able to pack it in. And then what you need... Look at the standings. Look who's the six on the seventh seed right now in the NFC playoffs. It's Arizona and it's LA, and they're both five and three. You need those teams who are halfway through the season to play the second half of the season worse than they played the first half of the season. And you need them to go nine and seven. So it's, it's I mean, there's a lot going on here yeah. if the Niners are going to find a way. Well, I mean, this sucks, but you lose this game, which Vegas thinks you're going to lose by a lot. We're talking draft. I mean, yeah. it just it no, becomes a lot more. And part of it is just, it turns out, I don't really know who's better, the Rams or the Cardinals. Uh, who would you lean right now? Of the day, 
Uh, probably Arizona. I, I, I just don't like what I've seen out of Jared Goff. Now, having said that, what if you what if the Rams beat Seattle this week? It'd be a huge win. I don't expect them to win, but if they did, all of a sudden you'd have to take them seriously. It just turned out your division was really, and we knew it. We thought coming in, and it just the law of diminishing returns of the injuries just eventually breaks the camel's back, right? You just they have that many guys on IR for this long. And it's not just like, oh, it's just it'd be one thing if it was just Jimmy, which would have been a huge deal with quarterback. To me, Kittle, Bosa, miss a combined, whatever it's gonna turn out to be, 22, 25 games. Like you just you don't overcome that. Like the Saints were like, God, part of the reason we were talking shit about the Saints, not we, but just the NFL, like, ah, are they Michael Thomas missed like six, seven games. And he's not he's clearly the best player on their team. I guess him and Alvin, but it was just you can't they they the Saints had no chance to make a run with Michael without Michael Thomas. We've seen it. When they have him, I think as we saw last year, even though they dropped the game to the Minnesota Vikings, which no one saw coming, right? In that first round playoff game. Yeah. Which I still think is just one of the crazier upsets of the last like five or six and years. And really helped no the Niners. Really, really helped the Niners. That guy, I I think this team might represent the NFC because their defense has a high end that I don't think Seattle and Green Bay has. And their offense just has such a clear identity. Yeah. Even though Drew can't pass down the field, they're built. They don't care. And I would say I would bet on their coach against every other coach in the NFC. Yeah, to me, it just I, – I, I'd say them, Seattle, would be a coin flip. Every other game I would, though. Uh, especially the Bucs. By the way, if you like – It is hard to beat a team three times, right? That's what they say. <laughs> It does feel like they match up pretty well against the Bucs. Like they're not looking at like, oh, Tom Brady. Damn, we shouldn't have blown them out last time we played. By the way, if you like Seattle, they're getting a point and a half this week against I the Rams. I kind of do like that game. We'll get to it. Like them. We'll get to the It's in L.A., later. right? Uh, the game is in L.A., yeah. I actually so. kind of like DK more on the turf, don't you? It feels like they're going to be fast. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's fast anywhere. Yeah. They play on turf at home, don't they? Yeah. But I, I mean indoors, like in the perfect part of when I think when I think turf, when I say the word turf, I'm more talking in theory a dome. Dome. It's like oh, just perfect really fast, temps. Right? Yeah, yeah, no weather. Did you read the article? Feldman wrote a DK article in the Athletic about his time at Ole Miss. Yeah, well, it was just it was more about like it was just like a, uh, what do they call it? like an oral history of just like anyone who's ever yeah. seen DK. What do they think of DK? Was basically the video was the. Uh, the thing he get quotes from like coaches yeah it's like his high school coach it's like the first team to offer him was duke Cutcliffe's brother is dk's high school coach i guess his dad his dad played in the league every like all these guys know his dad like oh that's whatever his, i don't know his dad's name but like oh that's john that's john metcalf's son like that's how they all dk was like always at the camps as a kid he just was yeah uh and I just read it. I'm laughing in, to myself because I'm like, all these quotes are like, oh, DK, we never seen anything like him. No one ever seen it. But like, you didn't, no one treated him that way in college. Well, he it's not like he went to Bama. Right? It was like, or well, LSU. he went to Ole Miss. That's where his dad went. Gotcha. Like all the Ole Miss coaches knew him. Like the second Duke offered, Ole Miss offered because they all know so his they dad. So they, they had it inside. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, 
everybody was like, oh, I'd never seen anybody do the stuff DK did. And then the other stories were like, DK would be out there running routes at night. He wasn't doing it for the cameras. He'd be on the jugs machine. Nobody'd be out there, just DK. It's like, wait a second. So he was the most talented. He was the hardest worker. Why did he get like eight targets at Ole Miss if everyone knew he was a star? <laughs> or, or, or to me, why did he go at the end of the second round? If his character was pristine and his high end... How did he not go in like the early 30s? Well, because he wasn't productive at Ole Miss, which is what I would say to Ole Miss. Like, how was he not your superstar receiver? Well, guys, they had him and A.J. Brown. I'm telling you, I think it will go down. My my early prediction, because forever was like, how did LSU not win it with Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry? I think those guys in 15 years will look back. That was a more powerful combination because D.K. clearly is headed for stardom. Do you ever just, and we're recording this, he's playing tonight, how often are you just watching Red Zone? You're like, Jesus, that guy is huge. And it's 11 for Tennessee, and it's A.J. Brown just dragging yeah. people. They, one thing with Jarvis and Odell. I didn't Odell, he was that big until he got to the league. They're small. Can you imagine in warm-ups when your, your two starting wide receivers look like those two guys? It's like, it'd be like, uh, didn't Akeem and Ralph Sampson play together in college yeah. in basketball? Yeah. Imagine just when the warm-ups, even for Bama, like those two guys. I know. Like, well, they can't throw it to him. No worries. But it's like, Jesus, those guys. Why not? Would be the question. Like, how did I just don't hand understand? It to they both went at the end of the second round. Hand they it to They both him. did. I don't get it. Guy, I wish Lane was there when they were there. Would you have taken, if the Niners could do it over, you'd probably, I like Debo, and maybe he's a better fit for the offense, but A.J. Brown, you know, if the Niners could do it over, would they have taken one of those two guys over Debo Samuel? Well, D- D- how could you? Are, I mean, again, yeah, you couldn't. DK is just DK's better than Debo Samuel. The criticism for him is like, well, you know, he's two sixty now. Is he going to be two eighty in five years? Will he be able to maintain this body type? Yeah, they said that about Shaq. It turned out fine for about twelve years. Yeah, so you know? <laughs> it's like I, I think he'll be okay. John, let's tell the people about Butcher Box. Butcherbox dot com slash ham. Somebody just DM'd us on Instagram the other day. He said, look at my butcher box order. He got the pork butts, which, uh, you know, is good for the carnitas. Right now, you get a free, free Thanksgiving turkey with your first order at butcherbox.com slash ham. Yep. Go right now. They sent us a ton of chicken, a ton of steaks, pork ribs, oh, the uh, pork ribs are bacon. So what did you oh, make? God. I made what I did. I did it the other day is I took this, all the chicken. And I put it into, I, I went to Safeway and I got an enormous Ziploc bag and I put like the five or six chicken breasts in there. I dumped a bunch of barbecue sauce in there. Oh, I, I marinated it for 24 hours. I then sliced it all up into little pieces that you'd find in a burrito. I put it onto like a frying pan. I added, I chopped up really thinly then onions and I just fucking put it on the, for like 30 minutes. So it kind of slowed it in the barbecue sauce. And then I just had, you could do anything. You could eat. I, I, I initially tried to be healthy. I just poured it over lettuce and had like a barbecue chicken salad. The next day I heated it up. I also was eating it, you know, cold. It was really good. I, I uh, had some refried beans. I put those mm. in the uh, in the microwave. I just put that on top and How I heated the chicken you, up. It was you, really good. You got to go cheese over the top on some bread maybe? Uh, yeah. Then I, then I went, uh, I did a little bit of that too. I put some cheddar cheese. Options are endless. I can't recommend it enough. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Like I said, you get a free turkey. Let me repeat, a free turkey, guy. A free turkey. Not a turkey sandwich, a turkey. I a love turkey, turkey sandwiches. Yeah. And yeah. you can then make turkey sandwiches with your turkey. We made a YouTube video showing some of it, the 
the pork ribs I got were fantastic. Put them on the grill. The steaks stocked up. Had the chicken. Uh, I guess I had the chicken two nights ago or last night. Two nights ago. It was very good. I mean, it's all. You probably have a lot of chicken left, right? Yeah, I got two more packs of chicken. Yeah. Uh, So, like, when you order, like, one item, as an example, three packs of chicken count as one item. So, chicken breast. So, anyway, butcherbox.com slash ham. Stock up right now. Holidays, cold, meat, turkey-free. Fantastic. We love them. Uh, We're both uh, customers. Butcherbox.com slash ham. And you should be, too. Raiders, Broncos, John, this is the Devontae Booker revenge game. It's what everybody's calling it. I've heard everybody talking about it that way. Uh, I said earlier in the podcast, by the way, just as an aside, I like the over here, 51. I think you're going to score, which means uh, you are going to have to work to beat Denver, I think, if you're the Raiders. This is not, I don't think it's going to be easy. Denver's made some teams work to beat them. Uh, And we talked about this multiple times now this year where the Raiders have had really impressive wins. But then you got to win. We talked about this last year, too, right? They put themselves in a good position. You have to hold on to the reservation, as Jerry Seinfeld once said. You got to do what you're supposed to do. And I don't know if this is an easy. I don't know how you view it. I don't think this is an easy game to do what you're supposed to do. But as long as the Raiders, I think, show up, they should win. I think the one scary thing is for the Raiders. I was bullish on Drew Locke. I've come back to earth a little bit. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not that feeling that great about him. He's like, uh, he's got a little too much immaturity to, to him for me. And I've talked to people in the NFL that have said that they're like, you know, he is, he does have physical gifts, like like Derek. I think just in a vacuum physically, he's a lot like Derek. Six two, six three, big arm, can move. Like he, he was like a valued prospect coming out. That's when Elway took him in the second round. One thing Derek has going for him is he's not a fuck-around guy for any means. And it's always, even when people have been on him over the years, it's like, people get mad. They keep saying, like, going to keep working. He isn't bullshitting about that. Mm-hmm. Like, he is not, they feel very good about his maturity. That's not Drew Locke's thing. But, like, he is talented. And I'm just, you just pull up the back box score from last week. One, they've scored 57 points the last two weeks. So, like you said, like, they can put up points. And the Raiders' defense isn't exactly the 85 Bears. They're top three guys who can all haul ass. Jerry Judy, who is like a 4-4 guy. Hamler is the fastest of the three, right? He's like supposed to be a quote-unquote a little Deshaun Jackson type. Kind of like uh, the light version of Ruggs. Like Ruggs was the better player. Yeah. But I think you went, well, You to draft Ruggs, you had to take him in the top 15, which the Raiders do. You could get Hamler in the second round. And then Noah Fant, who they traded or they drafted two years ago in the first round, was the Iowa guy. TJ Hawkinson was like, you know, a complete package. This guy was just, God, he's like a Vernon Davis because he can haul ass. They combined last week for 16 catches and like 250 yards. Like those guys are just really, really explosive. And where was last week? Atlanta in the dome on the turf. They, this week, like it just, the Raiders aren't going to be like the Raiders just have to score. Like to me, this game, I, I'm with you on the over. Could they win this game like 38 to 27 or something? Like I don't see this yeah. game being like 20 to 17 going into the fourth. I, I don't think it is either. I think even when you look at the game three games ago when Denver didn't score, now they were playing Kansas City, but Kansas City put up, I don't know, I think it was 41 or 48, or they put up a huge number. Like the one thing that's weird with this Denver team, now they've played a few 18 to 12 games. I don't quite know. 
and I'll admit, I haven't really locked in on the Broncos for like four quarters this year. I'm with you on no, lock. No, no one has. No one has. But I don't really know. Like, has Vic Fangio put his thumbprint on this team or not? I can't quite tell what they're like. What are they? What are they trying to do? Um, they're obviously trying to score, right? And they have at times. And I do wonder: is Lock going to be bad enough to not be your franchise quarterback, but good enough to make you give him chances for? Like, he's getting more chances than Paxton Lynch ever did, right? He's good enough to just kind of be around more, for more, a few years. He's more ta- he's more talented. Definitely more talented. So that's the kind of team that can, if you don't show up, just kind of sneak up and and beat you. That's now, what I'm again, saying. I, like they got those three players to me. Like, would you be shocked if Judy Hamler and Fant could just keep them in the game, even though the Raiders are the better team? I right? wouldn't be, but I will say the and good the Raiders news is, the Raiders don't rush the passer guy, so it's like Drew Locke's going to have some time. The good news for the Raiders is they're used to having to offensively be really good. Like they yeah. they know the deal coming in, right? So a Broncos team that scores 28 doesn't scare them. Like if you told me right now Denver scores 28 points, I go, okay. Raiders score 31 or 34. They win. If you told yeah. me the Broncos score 31, I'd go, all right, Raiders score 36. They win. Like they're they're fully capable of all of that. So I'm not too well, worried to me, about them, but the, we've been throwing out the number for the Raiders a little bit, like 10 and six. It went from like nine and seven to like, you know, they got a pretty good path to 10 and six. You go 10 and six, you got to win this game at home. First, the worst team in your vision. You just have to win this game. To me, you, you drop a game like this. That's where all of a sudden you are playing legitimate playoff games in December, even though they technically will, they will just be in complete control of like, they don't have to sweep Indy and Miami. You win these games. You really just got to split them, and you're in good shape. Yeah. Because, you, guy, you win this game, all of a sudden, are you thinking 5-1 and one in the division? That, that to me, if the Raiders go 10-6, and six, a big reason they go 10-6, and six, obviously they upset the Chiefs, but they sweep the Broncos and the Chargers. But it's weird. Like, the Broncos and the Chargers are not like the Jaguars. They, they are just like, God, you know, it's not like some easy... Because the Chargers somehow have two wins. <laughs> But they're going to win four or five games and be like, God, that's, well, they that's don't know a good four-win team. Yeah. They just don't know how to win. And the Broncos, they'll probably go 6-10, and 10, but they will f- feel decent about themselves, right? So it's not – you just don't get super, super shitty here. You don't get the Washington football team. No, it, it, if you're 4-0 against them, I'll be, that's just impressive. That's not – That is. It's, that is. Like, if, if you go 4-0 against, you know, the Jags and the Jets, we go, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Or, I actually think this division – Obviously, the Chiefs are going to be one or two seed. The Raiders probably be a six or seven seed, and the other teams will be drafting in well, the top 12. But I'll look at this division like, I think that's a pretty good division, won't you? Absolutely. But here's the other thing. like To your point, what happens if you win? It, it's it's probably too early to say this, but it just to me right now, if you look at the AFC playoffs, there's kind of a line under the Raiders. Like Raiders are above them is Baltimore, Tennessee, Buffalo, teams that we think are better than them. Below them is Miami and Cleveland, and we'll see. We're recording this before Indy plays Thursday night, okay? I would put Indy, like, maybe in the same category as the Raiders, and those other teams are worse than them. If you're the Raiders and you win, you're now 6-3, and three, right? Do you start thinking, like, can we be the 5 seed? Can we finish with a better record in Tennessee? Because the one thing you probably don't want to be in the AFC playoffs uh, is the 6 seed. Why? Well, really, the seven seed is absolutely what you don't want to be, right? Because you get playing the Chiefs or the Steelers or the Steelers on the road. So you, you uh, sorry, I said six seed. You do not want to be the seven seed. You got to stay ahead of that seven seed. 
I do. I, you just don't now. Wouldn't you say the six is likely? If you're the Raiders, you're probably playing the Bills again, yeah, and you're playing which them is there. fine. But it's pretty tough given the weather. But I wouldn't want to be. But honestly, I'd kind of. What if can Baltimore end up as the three seed? They they could. Mm. I know you don't love them, but I, I, Buffalo's. Flawed. You think Baltimore could win the division? Oh yeah, no, never mind. Well, no, but they wouldn't have to win the the division to be the. Oh, they would to be the three. Sorry. Yeah. yeah never mind. To me, the one through four. Yeah, yeah. But the point no, I is, Bal- you, I you don't want to be the seven seed in the AFC. Yeah. I do think the six and the five seed. The five seed, the problem is it's probably just out of reach. Right? Now, Baltimore's going to win more games than the Raiders. It, because the five seed actually would be pretty juicy if you get Tennessee and Indy. Like, that to me is an easier game than going on the road to Buffalo against that team. Yeah. Who's already beat you. Like, we saw the Bills play the Raiders and they kind of housed them when it mattered. Now, well, I would okay, say, you thinking be back than this Baltimore year, now. that was one of the shittier games the Raiders have played, that Buffalo game. They're just not that good. So, would you, game. devil's advocate, would you rather play Kansas City than Buffalo? If you, let's see how you play them the second time around. I just think you go, you want to avoid, like, you never go like, yeah, I want to play Russell Wilson. Yeah, I want to play Patrick I Mahomes. Agree. Like, I agree. No, I'm with you. <laughs> I just would not, know. But to be the five seed, you have to be better than Baltimore. The one thing, even with the Steelers, let's say the Steelers are two and the Raiders end up seven, the Steelers defense guy is so good, it'd be really, really hard for Derek in the offense, even though their offense is talented. Oh, yeah. Like, they, I, they make great offenses look like shit. You, I see to you might rather play, depending on how you play Kansas City the second time. I think Pittsburgh's the best. Why? Well, I th- I, honestly, if you're the Raiders, I you're going to feel decent about your shot because you go, well, we have played Buffalo. We have a blueprint. Or you get Tennessee or Indy. You're like, okay, let's do it. it well, even Kansas City, the, the at least Tennessee you know team is not getting. as good this year as it was last year. Agreed. Agreed. You don't want to play Kansas City, but at least you know who they are. I'd, I mean, if you got to play Kansas City, let's do it in the second round. <laughs> Because I do think it would be very, very big for the Raiders to win a playoff game. I'm with you. And I, I think the Kansas City, like, you could just lose by 20. Yeah. You know, same with the Steelers. Like, I, if they lost by 20 against the Colts, Tennessee, or Buffalo, I think it would look really bad. I, I just don't think those teams have that in the bag. So I, I think the Raiders would go in. I'd put Buffalo a little higher than, than I would too. Two. But okay, like, let's say the Raiders are the six, Buffalo's the three. At Buffalo, it's going to be 10 degrees. What's the line on that game? Buffalo, four and a half. Already beat them. Raiders a 10-win team? Yeah. Say they're 10-6. Yeah, at least four and a half. But Buffalo might just be like... Buffalo might just be 11-5. and It's not like they're going to be 14-2. and To me, four and a half is the minimum. Because they've already beat them. And it's on the road. And the weather, home game. So maybe six? Maybe. I, I think it would probably open at four and a half. I think that's a good starting point. But I actually think the Raiders, with Booker and Josh Jacobs, and we saw it against the Browns, who, as you were right on, are not that good. <laughs> but, like, that game did come down to, it's just going to be old school, it's going to be small, it's going to be, you know, in the teens, we're going to run it down your throat. The Raiders have no problem playing like that, I think that, they can right? run that game, yeah. The Like, on the road, in the weather, because they can run it. Part of it... In defense of Derek, who I still don't think he's a good cold weather quarterback, like he just spent all of his life in warm weather. It's just it's actually very understandable. Jared Goff's the same thing. His team, remember early in the Del Rio, they didn't have like their best running back was Latavius Murray. They are built now, defensively no, but offensively to just we'll just play smash mouth all game long. Yeah, and I, hand it to our two I, big backs. And I think the other thing is we'll we've got a couple months, we got a month and a half here in potentially. 
I guess they don't really play that many cold weather games though. No, remember when the schedule home. came That's out, right. we were like, "Wow, well, ah, they did avoid it." Never mind. So we don't really have an answer before then. And there, there is a chance. Is it Denver Week 17, right for the Raiders? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, so they play the Raiders Week 17 on the road in the cold. There's a chance like the Raiders might their seed set. Like, they're just a sixth seed. And that game, we wouldn't even judge them, right? They're just like, yeah, we'll just pull Derek at half. Or may- maybe just give them the week off. Yeah, at Jets, December 6th, doesn't, I don't feel like I'm going to get a good read on the Raiders after that game. Although, if, if you were betting man right now, does week 17 matter for the Raiders for, seat, for seeding? Because I do feel like the Brownies might go away. I think the Browns well, the go Dolph- away, but the, the Colts Dolphins will could not. keep winning. And the Dolphins won't. And the Colts won't. So I do, I'm inclined to believe it matters. Yeah. If you had to pick your two, if the Raiders are a playoff team, who's the third playoff team? You'd go Colts over Miami probably, right? Yeah. It'd be difficult for a rookie quarterback to just keep playing this well. Yeah. In, in Tua, like you just keep having good games. Now but the Colts could lose Thursday and they could beat the Chargers and then, you know, they're a game better. But the Browns could beat Tennessee this week off a bye. Anyway. So Richard Sherman, one of our favorites. Went on his uh, weekly podcast with Chris Collinsworth, PFF. Collinsworth asked him, who would you draft of this group? Josh Allen, Tua, Tongo Valoa, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. And Richard didn't really hesitate. He said, Herbert. Herbert. He's a Pac-12 guy. It is Pac-12 on Pac-12 love. That's right. Well, he tw- he tweeted about him, you know, three or four weeks ago when he was injured and at home and... It was the Patriot game, which was getting a little slow, and they kept coming in with these highlights of Herbert. I, If memory serves me correct, I think it might have been against Tampa, and he was throwing these incredible touchdown passes. He is one of the most explosive passers right now in the NFL. There is no disputing that. When he lets it rip, like Russell or Rodgers, you think it's going to be completed. And it happened fast because he's played in seven games. Uh my pushback would be, and I get, like, we're all excited about Herbert. Kyler Murray right now is, like, a star. And even, I, I'm not out on Josh Allen. You saw last week. Like, jo- the one thing about Josh Allen, his lows are kind of low, but his highs are, I'm eviscerating you. Like, his highs are Mahomes' highs, right? He throws for four or five touchdowns and runs for one. Like, absolutely destroys you. You look up and you're like, the Bills are up 40 to 20. Like they're high end on offense because of him. He made a couple throws last week against Seattle that were like, damn. Yeah. So he's a more athletic Matt Stafford on a better team. I like talking about Justin Herbert, and I know you do as much. Like I, we, it's fun. It's cool. I I would I would not make the same just pick right now because I think if you went and we bullshitted about this a little bit, if you just put that group into a draft, 32 teams all could pick. Tua would not get picked once. There was not one team, including the Dolphins, who would pick Tua. That that much is clear. I do think there'd be a variance on. I think every Kyle other Murray's guy would get picked first by somebody. Like Arizona would not like they would just repick Kyler Murray, right? Right, one hundred percent. And I think there might be like Seattle with how much success they've had with Russell. I could see them they would really liking Kyler. Kyler. Phil uh, uh, Pete would love Kyler. Yeah. To me, then it would get down to like Herbert and Josh. Like if you told me like Andy Reid. I could see him really liking Josh Allen. Now they he didn't Sean, play well against Sean him this Payton year. would take Burrow. I think like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay feel like Joe Burrow, right? Belichick. I could see Belichick liking just just I'm a defensive guy. This guy's a headache, Kyler. 
I think Kyler Murray's a star guy. I I, 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 I think he's this generation's Michael Vick, and I'm saying I think he's better. So uh, yeah, because I think his his he's, he's, more a, he's a much better passer. passer. Yeah. Um. And, and now we he doesn't really the other his he's a runner. And he doesn't really take that many hits because he slides. He's a baseball. Remember Michael Vick? They had like Bobby Cox come try to teach him to slide, and he couldn't slide. Yeah, yeah. He'd always do the dive forward. It does you feel can't like be a running quarterback and be a diver. It does feel like most running quarterbacks now that come into the league are better at just avoiding hits, right? Doesn't Run he feel out that of bounds. Way? Yeah, most guys are just much better at it. Much. It's almost like they don't. They understand they don't have to prove themselves on every play. Herbert, no tough, pretty, no toughness. Herbert kind of. Herbert's a baseball player who sometimes slides a little late. Herbert doesn't mind putting his shoulder in. I, I do, think jo- jo- Josh Allen guy will fucking kind of dive sometimes. Like whoa, yeah. Buddy. Well, uh, yeah. Part of it being Herbert, Josh Allen. You go, and this gets back to Cam. Why did Cam never slide? Well, would you slide when you see a six foot defensive back? Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, unlike Kyler, even uh, what was the. Uh, what was the uh, little safety's name that the Raiders had forever? Little forty-two, Carl Joseph, in the first round. Yeah, Carl Joseph. Like that to me is like one of the smaller DBs. Cam Newton would look at that guy like you've got to be fucking kidding me. Kyler would look at him and be like, oh, we're the same size, <laughs> right? Like Josh Allen and Herbert wouldn't look at that guy. And Carl Joseph brings the wood. But even like, uh, let's say uh, Jonathan Abram, who I think has kind of established himself as one of the crazier hitters in the league right now. Mm-hmm. You could. Maybe I watch more of the Raiders than every other team. It does feel like he's the most violent, consistent hitter right yeah. now. Like at any yeah. moment, he could just KO someone slash get tossed out of the game, which I still enjoy in football. Even if Josh Allen or Herbert are running that guy, they're still way bigger than him. Like, he, what is he? He's like 6'1". He's not, it's not like he's 6'4", right? They are huge. Her- Herbert, those- I think Herbert is underrated. For, I don't know if people... If, next time you watch... When you watch the Chargers-Dolphins... Look at Herbert standing next to an offensive lineman. He's just as tall as his offensive lineman. He's massive, and I which do, is the polar opposite for Kyler. Polar opposite, which is fine. Like I, there, Kyler has answered so many of the questions, but that that's part of this is we've seen now a year and a half of Kyler. We're working this Herbert thing off six, seven games. So if you were going to argue with Richard, and maybe one day we'll get a chance to talk to Richard, I'd, I'd be curious, like a little more of kind of going through it once we've seen some more Herbert. You are projecting more on Herbert than you are on Kyler. Like you're saying, Herbert's this good right now. Is he going to get exponentially better in year two? Because I think physically, he's unmatched. Like if you think Kyler and Herbert are the same, wouldn't you just lean Herbert just based on the body type? Now, see, I, I think I think Kyler's going to get still get a lot better too. Oh, right? I agree. I'm not saying Kyler's reached a ceiling. I'm just saying we just have way more information on Kyler. I don't think we felt as good about Kyler at this point, as we do about Herbert at this point, and we felt pretty good about Kyler pretty quickly. Joe Burrow's been pretty damn good. I think Burrow gets underrated just because the <laughs> Bengals are two in it. Herbert's highlights are just... Herbert's highlights yeah. feel just way bigger because he throws so many splash play touchdowns. But if I told Team X they got Joe Burrow, they would not be mad. Rank these quarterbacks based on how much you think a defensive coordinator loses sleep over them, though. And then I would put Kyler one. I would put Herbert two on that because... The running Herbert's ability to run is such a now. Allen, all of them are, all of them are. Yeah, but I, I just with Justin, I'd I'd say Herbert and Allen both because at any moment they can hit like a fifty yard bomb. I think those guys would probably be equals. And Josh played in the league a little bit longer. Uh, Maybe Philip just wants to be Justin's teammate. Maybe he just likes him. Yeah, a couple cerebral guys, you know. Maybe, maybe a couple brainiacs. I don't. I here's the beauty too that this conversation comes up like. 
This is an opportunity week for Tua. He plays the Chargers. This is number five pick against number six pick. Tua is favored in this game because the one thing you can't do is give the Chargers a lead because God knows they can't hold it. They can't. And no. they can almost make it back, but they just they don't know how to use their timeouts. They don't know, they don't trust Herbert to like put a game away. So I do think this could be a pretty good week. I think Herbert's just going to keep doing his thing. This could be a good week for Tua, though. I like he looked. You watched the game again on Monday. You watched. Yeah. Check the tape. He looked pretty. Pulled good. out he the looked, clicker. He looked. He, he looked fun. He was. He looked better he was, week two, his second start, yeah. than he did his first start. Right. I just think when you when you put him in that list of guys, his talent doesn't sniff any of those guys. Like Kyler Allen and Herbert are just freaks, right? Just their physical gifts. Burrow is kind of like a mix of everything. He doesn't have a huge arm, but he's just got like some innate. He's just awesome. And then Tua, you're like, oh, you know, he's cool and all, but you know, I saw it. I tried to put myself in being a my if I was a Miami Dolphins diehard fan watching that game and just having watched a lot of quarterbacks the last three or four years, just the talent, right? The the Wences, the Mahomes, just pure talent. You, you just go, we got to get this thing pretty perfect for this guy. Right, we yeah, got to we got to help him out. I did think watching he, he helps guys out too. He's really accurate. The ball gets out of his hands fast. And I did think he did a bit. I was a little worried that once we saw him in the NFL, he'd look like Baker trying to get away from guys. He doesn't. I, like he, it's still early, but I do think he's got a pretty good feel for what's going on around him in the pocket. And he, the escape, he's a better, he's a better athlete. Yeah, the escapability sure. did translate at least in the Cardinal game more than I thought it would. From he's college. not a he's not a sitting duck. He can move a little bit. You know, it's he's like, yeah. One thing I think I need to tell myself: winner too, man. Yeah, when you go, well, he got caught in the SEC. Well, a lot of guys do. Most of their guys go in the first round. Yeah, he didn't get caught a lot. He just got caught the one time they landed on him and broke his hip. Yeah, but by and large, he did escape. It's like, who does that program produce? I don't know. Fletcher Cox, Jeffrey Simmons, three hundred pound freaks. (laughs) It's not like the Cal Poly slammed him to the ground. Mm -mm. So. I think there's a chance we come out of this week. We love that you and I talk about these games all the time. Two quarterbacks on the field at the same time that you're trying to compare. Because you just get to, it's like clicking back and forth, clicking back and forth without having to click back and forth. And they're playing in the same context, the same. What's going on over there? You okay? Yeah, I'm just, oh, I'm just listening. Thinking, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was a good lean back think. Um, it, it is, it's a, it's a pretty cool time for just a football fan. It is. Like obviously, most fans also just fall. The one thing with football, way more than the other two sports, is you just follow the league closer because you play fantasy. You just watch your division teams play a lot. Like, you do watch a lot. Like, if you're a Dodger or Giants fan, you don't watch that many fucking Yankees, Red Sox series. Like, you're just not. In football, you are, like, everyone has an opinion on Tua after two weeks, right? Everyone's like, oh, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. It is a cool time to be a fan because the the league for it to be successful, it needs really good quarterbacks. And in the two thousands, it would just hit it perfect, right? It had Manning Brady in their primes. They got an influx of Rogers at the end of the decade. They had Roethlisberger rivers and Eli. It just was like, you had some all time great, some really solid, like hall of really goods. This young buck that came in, it was just a great time. It does feel these last four or five years, I don't know exactly the group. I know the leader of the group is Mahomes. And then like the next four or five guys are going to follow. You could argue it's like 10 guys. It, they'll kind of show themselves the next couple of years. It's a pretty cool time. 
Because these guys, unlike those guys, the majority of those guys couldn't move. It was just watching football heaven of passers, right? This is more like kind of video game-ish, right? Yeah. Even random and, guys and I, like Deshaun Watson. I looked up the other day. I had him on uh, my fantasy team. He had four touchdowns. Like he just, it's like he's a fun watch. And he's, once upon a time, he's like, he's one of the next great Michael Jordans. And this team's really shitty. It's not even all his fault if their defense is terrible. But like if you're just talking like, if if he of the group is like the seventh best guy, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Well, the video game comment is the other reason I can understand why Richard would pick Herbert. Because I would think from a cornerback standpoint, uh, as much as we talk about players that can make plays once the play breaks down, what about when the play isn't broken down? And it's just, and that's unfair to Kyler because Kyler does make plenty of, Kyler's just a really good quarterback. Yeah. But to me, Herbert just throws, if he was a boxer, he throws more heavy knockout punches than any of these guys, right? That means Agreed. you can play a really good game against Justin Herbert, and he might just hit three big throws. He just might hit three touchdown plays over the top. Bam, bam, bam. That you defend pretty well, but his receiver's 6'3", and he can – can you run with his guy or not? Because if you can't, he's you, – you cannot outrun his arm. You know what I mean? So I understand, like, from Richard's that's Mahomes. That, that you say that's Mahomes, that's Allen, that's Herbert. And, and that's Kyler what can the do Bills that do. too, but – yeah. Like, but they don't truly. I guess Christian Kirk's had some big plays. And Hopkins thing, has been the best receiver in the NFL this year. Yeah, explosive dudes, man. Dudes being dudes, throwing bombs. <laughs> That's what I want on my quarterback. All right, uh, my bookie.ag promo code ham one. This is not an ad. This is just our locks of the week. Uh, I told you one of mine earlier: Raiders and uh, Broncos over fifty-one. Another game I like that stands out to me. But uh, what do you got? Uh Given that they just got absolutely annihilated, and I mean, as big of a humble pie you'll see a good team get all season long. The pan the Panthers have been good as an underdog. Like every game you look up, it's like God. Uh, they got a seventeen fourteen lead, and then they always end up losing. But you're like they're they're in the mix. Even in the second half, it's like oh they're down four, and Teddy's leading them on a drive. It does feel like this is the game when they just get destroyed. Tampa Bay. Off just, I mean, it it doesn't get any more embarrassing what happened to them on Sunday night football. They add Antonio Brown. Their offense is clearly really explosive. Their defense is really good. And that, to me, game's an outlier. I just feel like this got like 30 to 15 or something written Which was the over. score like the last this, time they played. This is like a draw a line in the sand. Like, are, are, are we just feeling ourselves, guys? We haven't won dick and Tom Brady comes out for blood. Because when I think Brady, it's not like he never lost with New England. But he, how many times is like, oh, Brady's on a three-game stretch. or just playing like that. Uh, no, that doesn't now. He'll he's coming for blood. He's got his roommate. Second game, you know, active now. Uh, Antonio <laughs> Gronk looks dramatically better. But the, the one thing I think we're just like Antonio. Guy, Antonio Brown two years ago, like the best player in the league. He is on their team, and he led to a pick. I don't think he quite knows the offense yet. Yeah. But no one disputes like you know. Antonio came out. He's got like a middle cough looking stomach. You know, it's not like he he's out of shape or anything. Like he's ready to go. They just need to get it the timing down. He's elite. And do you know what else they have? They already have elite dudes. If it does, is there a chance that we get a game with Antonio Brown where he has like three touchdowns in one of these games? I think it's guaranteed to happen. Where they're going to do everything they can. They got to get him the ball and get him going. Right? Yeah. Could this be the game? It could be. Because. Uh, yeah. They've already beaten this team once without him. 
Yeah. I, I, I like the Bucks. Um, I wrote it down minus five, maybe five and a half. I, five, uh, it's five and see. a half when I'm yeah, looking at five and a half. It. My bookie, my bookie had it five and a half. So that's if it got to like six and a half, I wouldn't feel quite as good because then it's like that's Panthers territory. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the Bucks. Other game I like is the Bills plus one and a half at Arizona. Um, again, I, I, Kyler, I love watching him. Arizona could very easily win this game. I shouldn't say easily, but they could very well win this game. But Buffalo is in the category of team where if you tell me the Bills are getting points against a team I I think they're better than, I'll just take them. So that was I didn't over I tried not to overthink this one. Yes, they could lose. Bills are getting a point and a half. I'll take it. Um, you know, like like we were saying earlier, same deal with Seattle, but that's the other game I like. Bills plus one and a half against Arizona. I think the Seattle Rams and we said it with the Niners when they played the Rams. I don't feel quite like the Niners now, this version. They, I wouldn't put them in the category. But I'd put it Arizona against these two teams. Whatever team is getting, Seattle's, I think, viewed as the best. It's why they're, the number they're getting is the smallest. Like, if this was reversed and the Rams were at Seattle, maybe that's their plus four. I like whoever between, if we're throwing the Niners kind of out of the loop, Seattle, Arizona, L.A., any team that's on the road getting a field goal plus I like that. Seattle. Anytime Seattle's getting points, they that I caveat them on that one. I think that's the good bet. Like, when do you see Seattle plus one and a half if they're not playing like the Chiefs? Well, in the logic you made, you just use on Tampa. You could use for them, right? They just got their ass kicked. Yeah, I think Pete Carroll said it was the worst defensive game they've had. He can remember. I I heard a quote from Pete. It was a little weird. I don't know if it was a shot at Ken Norton, but he's a defensive guy, so he would have been a part of the game plan. He's like, you know, we had just we had gone all in on the week for the run, and then Buffalo just came out throwing nonstop. Like they had. He's like, well, it's like Pete. We'll just fucking why would you, change the personnel. Yeah. Hey, why would you do that? Their best player even is if not the running back. It's not, but it's not that hard to like pivot. Just like okay, throw. What are you talking about? Well, if they run here, yeah, but they're not going to run. What do we do? Well, if they run, we got a good game plan. That doesn't make any sense. Ken Norton Jr. got a lot of shit with the Raiders, and I don't think he was a great coach. I'm not like I watch Seattle and go like, what? I mean, their te- their players are just not that good on defense. I it's hard for me to put as much on Ken Norton, especially when Pete, you're right there. Well, Pete, well you could fix it. Like I just don't think your team, your defensive players are that good. Even though I think we've seen in the past, like Ken Norton isn't exactly like uh, Dick LeBeau. Right, but I, I'm not. I, I, but he also hasn't been the DC for an offensive coach. Exactly, and the the other head coach is standing right next to him with a headset on. Like the defense is their quote unquote baby. Especially, I will say with Del Rio, I do think like he just lets you do whatever. He, maybe he yells at you on game day, but I don't think he's like game planning with you. Maybe we know Pete. Like you can't convince me Pete is not part of the defensive game plan. You give me a break. No. I just don't think their team. I don't know, man. I just, I just don't think they have the horses. And I, I saw some clips. He had missed, you know, a, a lot of time. There were a couple clips in that Buffalo game of like, watch Jamal Adams try to cover this guy, and really? the other guy, the guy just runs right by him. You're like, uh, <laughs> it's not really in. his forte. Yeah, they went all in on. At the end of the day, the Rams in Seattle went all in on two guys. Say what you want about Crazy Jalen. He does just have an elite skill. He can just cover, and it's a more useful skill in 2020. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna trade for a DB, safety or uh, corner, 
I just want the guy to be like, yeah, he can just line up against this guy and just cover him. Right. He, he might get beat every once in a while, but like his best, like Jamal Adams is like, oh, uh, hope they're running. But no wonder Pete hoped they ran. He just wanted to put Jamal Adams in the box. Like, no, Pete, I would, anytime Jamal Adams is on the field, I would throw at him, which is crazy to say for a guy, you gave up two ones and a two. It'd be like if, if golfers didn't know what course they were playing until they showed up. And then they just put Bryson on the course, and Bryson's like, ah, you know, my driver's dialed in. It's like, yeah, Bryson, this is a par three. It's like, yeah, but my driver's dialed in. It's like, no, you got to change. Would they That's do bad. that over, you think, given what they've seen of his coverage ability? You can't trade that much for a guy that can't cover. Given, I just, given that we know how we like, your defense is not a, a guy. Your defense needs more the more we watch him than just a guy, especially if that guy, if, if your team is going to play in shootouts. Because I could, I could argue, guy, the two ones and a two, Pete, that could have got you three players. Even if you traded both ones for just uh, whoever, like, this year Stefan Diggs is on defense. Like, just go get, like, uh, well, whoever corner is Could they have traded less available. for Stefan Gilmore? Yeah, they probably could have just traded their one for Stefan Gilmore, guy. They could have just traded their one for Stefan Gilmore this year and still had a one and a two. And then use that one to, like... Whoever the Khalil Mack is in a couple years that wants out, you just like, okay, we'll give our one and two for you. I Joe Douglas, that's a win, man. I know his team hasn't won and they're gonna get the one pick. Not his the, problem. It's his first year. No, to get a guy if you're a first year GM, do you want your team to be average or shitty? You want them to be bad. If you just had to go, what player, Jalen Ramsey or Jamal Adams, is worth two ones and a two? You could argue neither one probably. That's a you're paying probably 120 cents on a dollar for Jalen, probably paying 150 cents on the dollar for for Jamal. Yeah. Could you argue Jamal's just like I'll just trade my one for you, like two ones? That's that's pretty nuts. Once you start seeing them against this division, because one thing with this division, you just see a lot of offense. You're like, uh, I don't know if this translates right. perfectly. Right. Because I'm watching, like, for example, the one thing in this division, you see a lot of cool kind of hybrid players, like Buda Baker. I'm like, yeah, that works, right? Byron Murphy, like, oh, that kind of works. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, that works. I see Jamal, it's like, uh Yeah, also, if your offense was one that played in a way, teams are going to have to throw against you, whether they want to or not, right? Like, if, you're, if Seattle was set up oh, to yeah. play football in 2007 and just wanted to win games 14 to 10, fine. But you're going to score 32 points. Like teams are well, you going know, you to know have what, you to know, throw. You know what, Bill Polian, their number, like they're like we're our defense in Colts. We're going to invest so much for around Peyton Manning that our defense is going to take a hit. But one thing we know we're going to have to do, we're going to score a lot of points. Teams are going to throw to try to get back in the games. If we can rush the passer, we need multiple D line. We're going all in on the defensive line. Freeney Mathis. So for Peyton's 10 years, his members' defense was like hit or miss. They always had two sweet pass rushers. So it's like, well, we're going to be in the leading a lot. And even if our defense is kind of hit or miss, we got two pro bowlers on the defensive line that are coming after that ass. And it's like, if Peyton plays well, we can win the Super Bowl. You can't say like, if Russell plays well, they can win the Super Bowl. You no, can't, they can't say that. I don't think they can. Yeah. I, I, I'd I be shocked, guy, if... I guess they could make it to the NFC Championship game. I do think it's going to be just hard for them in the playoffs. Their margin for error, because if Russell cannot, like, the Rams, for example, they get to the playoffs. Jared Goff could just have, like, a B game, B-minus game. They could still win, because, like, Aaron Donald could make a sweet sack. Jalen could have a pick. Obviously, the Saints, like, their defense could make some plays. They can run the ball. Seattle is, like, Russell against a good team in a big game. 
Now, he has a lot of these. Needs like an A-minus game. And you'd say, well, like the majority of his games are A-minus games. But Could look like we've the seen Bills him game. be human a couple times. This week. He just... It just happened. Against Buffalo. Which is a terrible... Like, to me, that is a little bit of an outlier. But even if it was in the middle, they probably still yeah. lose, right? Yeah. Instead of throwing... Two picks. What's to say he throws one pick and a and a fumble instead of two fumbles and two picks? He still might lose. Uh, NFC East can be decided this week. John Philly is four four and one. They play the Giants. If they were to lose that game, it could get really interesting. Washington plays Detroit. If the Eagles win and Washington loses, then the NFC East is probably comp- it's over because. The Eagles would be three games better in the loss column than the rest of the division. They, the Eagles, we, everyone else would have seven losses. The Giants would be three and seven. Washington would have seven losses. Dallas has seven losses. So Philly could end the thing this week. There, I'm glad the Masters is on because there are three games I'm looking on the slate. You'd probably have to pay me to watch. Eagles-Giants. Now, I'll have that red zone. I wanted to watch Carson, but I couldn't watch the game. Jaguars-Packers is pretty terrible, and that Washington Lions game. I think the Eagles just win this game. That division's over. And then the conversation becomes like, is Daniel Jones on the team? Is Washington going to win, be a top-five drafting team? Or do they have a chance to get like Justin Fields? To me, that conversation starts immediately if the Eagles take care of business. Like you said, if they don't, then it's still kind of up in the air, but... Everyone kind of acted like the Eagles, like, oh, they're going to win four or five games. Like, is the dust going to settle and they're going to be over 500? Because it does kind of. Now they benefit from their division a lot. Right. I mean, they just, they got the Giants, Washington, and Dallas on their schedule. But they're in pretty, like, that Niner game did come, I mean, it helps them a lot winning that game. Like, it puts them in position to kind of just. Now they do have a stretch. They play the Giants this week. Then they got the Browns, Seattle, Packers, Saints, Cardinal. God, they got a tough fucking stretch here, guy. Browns a winnable game, but it's at Cleveland. Then they go Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona. See, is Philly winning one of those games? You know what Carson's completion percentage is? I think I swear to God, I saw it as higher than you. It's like sixty six no. or something. Carson is fifty eight percent, twelve touchdowns, twelve picks right now. I don't know why I thought it was high. He's got to be among qualified starters. Only Drew Locke has a worse completion percentage. And by the way, Dwayne Haskins is qualified and he does have a better completion percentage, even though you wouldn't know he was on the Washington football team. If you watch their games. No, technically. I mean, is he, I wonder if he's even going to be active this week. Um, It's like, yeah, he's sick. Oh, without Corona. No, he doesn't have Corona. We just told him to stay away. You're like, well, what's he sick with? Yeah, we don't even know or care. We just don't even want him in the building. (laughs) Play bookie-itis. Yeah, we just get this guy out of here. Uh, do you remember? I remembered this this week because I was looking at, you know, the Browns are five and three. They play the Texans. Browns coming off a bye. You remember that great Kevin Stefanski uh, quote when he got hired? No. I'm an avid indoorsman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're an avid indoorsman, then your team coming off a bye should be really good. <laughs> so I like that the is- avid indoorsman this week. They, but I mean,. It's e- I think football coaches are avid Easily losable game. I, well, I, you know, Spurrier never struck me as an avid endorsement. No, that's true. Belichick? But, uh, you know, you would think, and then you see him on a boat. Yeah. Probably it's he's a, a natural, he's like a, um, he's like an introvert that coming out of his shell. He's probably an avid endorsement, but 
Andy. Yeah, Andy. Avid endorsement. <laughs> but again, for an avid endorsement, he loves a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he likes his son and stuff. The thing with avid endorsement when you're a football coach, you do love practice, so you love going outside. Right, right, right. right. It's weird. Yeah. But you just do spend uh I don't even know what the adjective is to describe it. Just an obscene amount of hours sitting on your desk chair. <laughs> right. I mean it's just it's not like the desk chair ratio, like even like obviously CEOs are traveling and stuff. For a four day period for a football coach, Monday through Thursday. In America, in the fall, they got to be leading, right, for desk chair hours. <laughs> it's got to be pretty great. Because you just naturally, to do your job, have to sit at your desk to watch the film, right? right? It's right. Just, it comes with the territory. And then even once your players show up, a lot of time, like you're really only on the field for two hours. A lot of your time is meetings. Well, what do you do in the meeting? You're sitting on a chair. Right? Also, like for, de- for guys. It's all, it's all indoors. For the high-end desk users, a lot of people who've been using their desk a lot more lately You've seen people go to the standing desk. Do you think there's one coach with a standing desk? It's like, fuck that, man. I'm I'm here for 12 hours. I think there are a couple GMs I've seen okay. that do it. And I'm like, you guys are just a little crazy. Yeah, I don't think any coach is going standing desk. But you also don't need it because you get enough, quote unquote, exercise out every day. Right. Kind of moving around and practice. Yeah, I'm just saying like they just they don't even mess with like, no, I'm going to be here long enough. I'm going to sit. I don't get on a plane and stand for eight hours. It was a long flight. Better get a standing room only seat. No, yeah, that is one. Th- that's one thing that has never even come close. Like I've thought, is like, should I go? I'm not saying I had serious thoughts about this, but like, oh, the, should I do the vegan diet for a month and just see how it affects my body? Again, zero completion, but it crossed my mind. Not once. What's your box? Has it ever entered hand. this temple of you know? Should I go standing desk? It doesn't, not only doesn't interest me, I think it's stupid. I'm with you, man. Uh, double, everyone's going to get, you know, Roethlisberger, he's going to have a double knee-ectomy, I think, by Saturday. Both his knees are hurt, and he's on the COVID-19 list. One of our favorite you and me ongoing storylines in the league every week for years now is, is Ben going to be okay? The answer is always yes. But I would guess we don't even have an answer on Saturday when we know if he comes off the COVID-19 list. My guess, he comes off the COVID-19 list, but then it's somehow like a game-time decision depending on his knees Joe Burrow's first start against the Steelers. That's what's uh, on my, the slate. My favorite Ben Roethlisberger moment in my life. Playing the Raiders at the Coliseum. He gets injured at the end of the first half. Oh, that's a good one. He does not play the rest of the second half. The Raiders are kind of take a double-digit point lead. Somehow they get it within a point, maybe the defense, or like a one-score game. They score a touchdown. And I remember David Carr was like, watch, Roethlisberger will come back in the game. I remember thinking like, no, he hasn't played the whole, he's out for the game. He came back in on the final drive. Like, I have never, in my years of watching football, I don't think seen a quarterback do that. Like, you're legitimately out. Like, he was just sitting there. It's not like he was begging to get in. He wasn't in the locker room, right? He was on the sideline. He was just sitting on the sideline. I just thought he was like, you know, they're going to keep him out for precaution. He clearly was good enough. And it looked like they didn't have a chance to win, so he didn't want a part of it. And then they got kind of close. Like, fuck it, I'll be the savior. It's weird. For a guy that is, no one, like, questions his toughness and, like, can you go to war with him and freezing cold against, like, the Steeler or against the Ravens and the, the those Marvin Lewis teams or the Patriots. Like, you'd want Roethlisberger. Yet he's constantly made fun of for being a huge drama queen. They usually don't, like, you don't, like, talk about, like, uh, describe a Navy SEAL like you would Brad Pitt. But they, he kind of has this ultimate combination of it both, right? Because no one looks at him like a pussy. 
he's the complete opposite. Like, I'd want that guy in a big game on my squad. Yet everyone openly at this point is like, God, he's a drama queen, right? <laughs> they, they just don't go hand in hand. No. They just don't. It's very I weird. Mean, it's, it's, like, it's another credit to Mike Tomlin that they had him and AB together as long as they did. And Bell. I mean, and I, Bell, I guess Le'Veon. Yeah. It it's just a weird... They were just so good. I mean, part of it is... Roethlisberger, at the end of the day, he's not, I don't think, anymore, but, I mean, the dude was elite. Right? To me, it's like, we'll argue all day long, like, Eli, should he be in the Hall of Fame? He probably gets there because of the two Super Bowls, but I think we all acknowledge, like, you know, his career. Even Rivers, you're like, you know, he just always left a little something good to be desired. Peak Roethlisberger... Might not be Manning and Brady, but I don't. The gap's much closer to him being there than it was him being with Rivers, right? Absolutely. There's not an yeah. argument. Yeah, he was just. He's like, uh, like a Manny Ramirez or something. Like you, you got his quirks, and everyone has a different take on him. But the one thing everyone admits to is like, God, he's the lead. Worth worth. And he's the still trouble. like I, I've watched him a little bit this year. I know he clearly is old and can't move as much. But you're like, yeah, he's gonna get it done. Well, luckily that hasn't been a big part of his game before. Anyway, right? No. Being able to move, he just stands in there and just tries to throw people off like a big transformer. He's massive, he and he and he throws it to other sweet. I mean, they got Juju, they got Claypool. Their team's fun. Uh, it must be. It must suck to be a Sealer fan. It's like, what are you gonna do this year? I'll probably win. <laughs> you you you. What are you guys gonna do? You pointed this out the to playoffs? me. The uh, the Sunday slate is so afternoon loaded. As long as, you know, hopefully the master, it's masters based. There's only five games in the morning and none of them are attractive. Well, I do. I do think with daylight, because we were talking earlier, like, oh, the masters ended at two 30. And then you realize it gets dark now at five to five 30. Like it's just the sun goes down. I think the masters, if they can't complete it, will be over give or take within 30 minute stretch of that time. So a large percentage, you'll just be able to watch the masters on Sunday morning while the Eagles game's going on. Well, I mean, it'll be, have, you'll have, have Masters, Masters TV on the big one, TV. Akib, yeah. Akib, Akib Tlaib, Washington Lions, Akib Tlaib TV debut, TV2. Do you think he swears? Uh, no, I don't think he swears. <laughs> Did you see that dude on NBC that was like, fuck shit? No. Is that thing that went viral? It was like, um, you know, a commentator or whatever coming from a Zoom at his house. He got a text as he's on the air with some host and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> fuck. And it, it, it looked like he just read the worst thing possible. Yeah. And then they cut away. They're like, uh, we're having technical difficulty. <laughs> They're not having technical difficulties. He's like, cut him off. It's like, he, I wonder like he what lost. it was. He forgot to pick up his kid from school or something. Either that or like some explosive political inside. It, it, it could, he was so, he, it might have been something around his children because it was like he completely lost it. Like, oh my God, I forgot to pick up the milk. Well, I just looked. The Raiders over-under number just came down. I bet it at 51. It's now 50, by the way. So that was my reaction. I just did a holy shit. I got to find that. Do you, How yeah, do I? What day watch. was it? How do I find that thing? Uh, just, just type in MSNBC. Fuck. <laughs> MS. NBC. Fuck. How about everyone? Did you see everyone going through Sunny Gray's uh, likes for a minute? No, it's very. It, it lasted for a second. Sunny's Sunny had some uh, highly sexual likes on Twitter, like with chicks. No, he just liked a bunch of uh, bunch of porn. Oh, 
which I don't even buy. I don't. I don't know. Like I didn't. It went away. I think at this point in time, if I had to take an educated guess, someone got a hold of his phone and was messing with him. I would think. Transition with the incoming Biden team or Mahomes. And what have you learned, sir? <laughs> That's pretty good, huh? I wonder if he thought he. I I, I think he just kind of lost it for a second. He he was just okay. the only thing he was thinking about is whatever he was reading. Lost him for a second, to get him back. <laughs> okay, I think we lost him for a second. I think we lost Ken. Yeah, you lost Ken. That was good. Um, there's something else I was going to bring up to you before we. Uh... Oh, just what the other part of that is the afternoon slate. Is fantastic. Every game you want to watch. I mean, it's Sunday's a great day. Bill, yeah. Bills, Cardinals, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins, Seahawks, Rams, Niners, Saints, Bengals, Steelers, Sunday night, Ravens, Patriots. Monday, schedule something else. It's Vikings, Bears. Monday night games have been shitty for a few weeks. And they'd be like, yeah, we still get 13 million people to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it'll be on. On that note. Okay. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.